What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. This week's Over the Hump episode, we have a very special guest with my, Matt Wanger and myself. It's uh, Victor the Slasher Sheldon. Mm, thanks for having me. Yeah, this this is going to be fun, guys. This is like the, the, the duel. We have the North and the South Mountain Bike Race Series, guys, just having a banter who's going to get more guys once racing more guys and gals once racing presumes but uh this one's special to me victor's been a mentor to me um since uh my early 20s and i'm, I'm still only like 28 <laughs> in my head but no victor's been a mentor to me his family's really close to mine and um i think Ma- victor might have brought me to oth for th- for the first time and called me out to come suffer so with that you know suffer hour we had some people engaging last week on social with about that that hour pain cave um Tagging my two alive, we appreciate that. Um, hopefully, while you're listening to this, you're on your spin bikes or on Zwift or out in that fire road, get it done. So punishing yourself somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. So th- this is gonna be good, man. We got, like I said, Matt Wanger over here. He's our weekly guest for the OTH podcast, and we have Victor Sheldon. How many times jet ski world champion? Uh, eight times. Eight times. Eight times. How many times uh, USA national mountain bike champion? Um, a, a couple. A couple and a, cy- and a cycle cross one too, yeah. So, so obviously, a few, few of those. Obviously, this guy knows what racers need, and he he likes to put that back in his race series. So, yeah, this is gonna be good. You know, let's let's dive into this. And and uh, you know, you were you were a racer at at OTH Victor, and um, now you have a, your own series, the Quick and Dirty. Tell us about your first experience with OTH and how you've translated the platform from OTH down to Escondido, California. So I started, I you know, some of my friends are like, hey, man, there's a race, and it starts on a Tuesday night. And I'm like, what, Tuesday night? People don't race, don't do races during the week. I'm like, I got to check this out. First time I went, I brought the wrong bike. And uh, I, I don't even think I finished. I got just just totally dropped. And uh, I had a super heavy bike, and, you know, I think I went into maybe the, the wrong category. At any rate, I came back, and I was brought the right tools. And, uh, you know, I was a little aggressive because I came from moto, and I came from jet ski racing where it's a little, it's a little bit different, you know. So this is my, pretty much my first you know, yeah, mount, we, we, mountain bike. We, we've you know, heard so. about your aggressive antics the first round. I think. So yeah, don't, don't forget, Victor. I know that uh, and you're your first time visiting us here on the podcast, but uh, we've been talking about you for the last three weeks. <laughs> Good. Well, that's actually how you got. That's how you got suckered into uh, <laughs> jumping in. This is not. Uh, this is a nonviolent show. We're gonna have a good time, but uh, it, we we've had a good, a lot of good laughs at your expense. Awesome. Well, I've learned a lot in the last, you know, ten years. You know, starting in like 2012 or something. Um, but I think Matt actually had to have a talk with me at, at my first actual um, competitive over the hump race, and and uh, I ran in, I ran into the back of a guy, and we almost went to went to blows and and i felt really kind of stupid afterwards that person that i i don't remember his name but i see him all the time and we do talk and we we have we are cordial to each other so it made a good it made a decent friendship so um and now being a race director you know i get to i get to see both sides of it so it's it's very interesting and interesting at times and i try to always make the right call you know and that's uh you know, that's what we have to do now. And, you know, I mean, we, you know, we like people racing aggressive, not, not aggressively, but hard. Um, but, you know, we definitely, you know, we want people to be safe. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, uh, I can say lining up at your, both your guys' races and getting that, that race director smack down. If you guys do anything, you'll be out of here in a very fun, but very serious way. I commend both of you for that. I mean, it's, it's, what you two have done for, I think, the community of Southern California mountain biking, it's allowed companies like Specialized and Giant and, you know, your, I think, I believe your title sponsors Mazda to really rally behind our community. And I think, Victor, earlier you said, what, what was the percentage, 55%? You, so, local, lo, yeah, bicycle, the bicycle industry is up 55%. I've been hearing that from some, some pretty pretty intelligent reps in the, you know, in the San Diego area. Um, Mark Helms actually brought that to my attention from from Giant. Um, a lot of 
lot of bike shops in general are, are, are blowing up. Like their rock and road is, is just doing very well. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Cal Coast bikes down, down South, like you can't even, you know, they're just, they're, 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 you know, they're making, they're making, they're doing very well, which they've needed to do in a, for a long time. And, and, you know, we kind of skipped a step or two. It, unfortunately, we aren't racing tonight. Like we would be recovering from the over the hump. What round would be, we'd be at right now, Matt, for you? Would be t- we'd be finishing up uh, round five and, and one more next week. And then we'd be going into a six week break or yeah. four weeks. And, yeah, and Victor, what round would we be going into for you guys? So we would be, we would actually be taking a break this week, and we we would have done four races. Four so races. we we do eight races, and we take one week break, um, and then we we kind of we we do everything through um, May and June. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we we all know we're you know you the listener knows Victor, you know what he does for you, you know what Over the Hump does for you guys with Matt, and we're we aren't racing right now. So we're we're bench racing here, and the new the good news is Victor's letting us know from some very intelligent reps we're up fifty five percent with new riders, and that's a very very positive thing. To Those are bike sales. So bike sales. You know, as far as new riders go, I mean Sorry. that that I mean I guess it could correlate to new riders yes. too, which is which is fifty five fifty five percent is is very very high. So even and if I mean, it's tw- even if it's twenty five percent, let's say it's twenty five percent new riders. You guys have a good place for them to go once once this pandemic slows down and or or stops. Let's hope it stops and not slows down, right? Yeah, because I mean, I know Matt and I. You know, we we try to make a lot of our courses beginner friendly. You know, we want we want we want to encourage the beginner racers to come race with us. I feel, and I'm sure Matt feels the same, that um, you know, an expert level rider will just ride on the course faster. You know, it's but not, it's not but, easier. But you can't make a super hard course for a beginner rider, so it doesn't really. People are a lot of times, you know, the expert riders saying, "Hey, we need this or that," and it's like, "Well, we don't do that because of this." And then they're like, oh, "Okay, I get it." Well, let's go back, Victor, because I think I think one of the things that I don't know uh, a ton about, and uh, I'd love to hear your progression as an athlete and as a uh, uh, from from your days of uh, jet ski to moto to bike and the only place you know i met you august 27th of 2009 that's 10 you know over 10 years ago 11 years ago uh, i would love to be able to hear your place in this two-wheel world so well with me you know racing myself then putting on races um you know it's it's definitely my lifestyle you know not only mine but my family's um so you mean jet skis you're eight time you said yeah eight time national and world champion so i've between the two is eight eight titles and and then when did you start racing and you race so you race moto the guy is so fast on a dirt bike so efficient <laughs> he's and i remember he's always looking good that's where the first time we met was at a little track off the 78 freeway his little <laughs> supercross track and you were you you're racing around in your Red Bull helmet, and I was like, man, this guy is really fast for not being a moto guy. When was that transition in from you know jet ski and moto like vet class won a lot of like Mammoth and Powder Mountain and some, some signature races? Then you got into cycling heavy, and that's my first. You got me on a road bike and got me into endurance two wheels. When was that first mountain bike race for you? Um, well, a lot of guys. Like for me, starting racing was 2013. I think that's when I first raced my first race. And Johnny O'Mara, like I reached out to him. You know, he was a friend. But I had been riding bikes. You know, in my jet ski career, like the early 90s. I mean, I think I my first ever mountain bike was 1986. Um, so was I, it a Nishiki? It was a uh, Schwinn's. It was a Schwinn High Sierra. Okay. Um, so I mean, I've been around bikes. I've been riding bikes for a long time. But did Kawasaki is, ever give you a mountain bike? They never did. No. Oh, they had, remember those Kawasaki yeah. bikes? Sorry, they were they were pretty pretty they were pretty green. Um, but you know, so I I'd been around bikes for a long time. I got a lot of muscle memory stored up. So is is where I'm going with this. Is people are like, hey, you know, who is this guy? How can he come up and you know win the, you know, uh, the Cat One age group category races and so on and so forth. And they had no idea what my background was. So. Um, had to, you know, you know, they had to research me and figure out, you know, is this guy legit or like, how's, how's he doing this? Um, but 
you know, I like again, like I've been riding bikes for a long time, and I uh, I've always enjoyed them. I used it for cross training for mountain bikes for excuse me, I I used mountain bikes for cross training for jet skis and bikes, motorcycles. Um, so, you know, it, it's been something that I've always done and always enjoyed it, but never, you know, never raced. And, and I can say, you know, we had Osho on last week, right? These guys, when you talk about cut from a different cloth, uh, you, you don't find a guy that will, will, that works harder than Osho maybe on the bike. And I think with victory, you wouldn't find a guy that works smarter on the bike. <laughs> and it's smarter, not harder, right? I think Victor's modeled to himself. He's found out what works for himself very well. He doesn't get wrapped up in what someone else is doing. Um, that's one thing that I can take away. My first ever bike road bike ride, he, he's like, hey, I'll, I'll, you know, I got a bike we can sell you. And he, he stoked me out on this GT road bike. But the first ride was with Brian Lopes and Victor Sheldon. <laughs> How do you think that went for me? <laughs> That's an intimidating group. I wasn't worried. I mean, Victor's legs were was like the size of my lower arm, and I thought I was pretty good on a bicycle. Brian Lopes, I heard he just had he was just an angry little guy. So I was like, man, I was like, I wasn't too worried. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. But I, I wasn't that worried because I just didn't know. I was so naive and green. Well, I quickly found out where the pain cave was, and I sat in that thing through Elephant Forest. And on Palomar Airport Road and down, I don't, I will never forget it, but that was the standard that I thought I had to ride at. So that was a really cool experience. Like, like once again, I, Victor was just a really good athlete to me, but I didn't realize how, he, I don't even think he realized at that time how elite of a, of a, a engine he had. And, and Brian, I, I was just naive. I didn't really, I knew of Brian and his decoration with BMX and mountain bike, but didn't have a good understanding. So seeing where Victor's kind of taking all these different things and then, applying him not only as a racer and then seeing what the community needed in in uh, San Diego County is pretty cool with the quick and dirty series. Yeah, I, I can I can uh, touch on that a little bit. <clears throat> Just like so we started Quick and Dirty in 2013. A friend of mine, you know, I was in between jobs and didn't really I mean, to be honest with you, it's not fun working for somebody. <laughs> I, I don't do a very good job. I didn't obviously do a good job at it. So I worked in the work world for after my jet ski career for about almost 10 years. I had a, that's, I think that was two or three different jobs. At any rate, got let go from both of those. Um, and I knew I had to start something, had to do something. I was like, well, man, I've been doing these over the hump races. Why can't we do that down here? You know, you know, maybe it won't be as big as draw, but, you know, at least we can have something in San Diego. And uh, so my friend Kurt Jensheimer and I started Quick and Dirty. He he came up with the name. You know, he's like, hey, man, I got the name. I'm like, what is it? He said, Quick and Dirty. I'm like, done. Loved it. You know, never. It was that quick. <clears throat> so anyways, we start off with three races. Um, people loved it. It was a triple crown race. And then we went straight into five races, you know, like two or three months later. Um, Dave Heckel from the San Diego River Park was very supportive of letting us use their property to do this. And uh, so we, we ended up the whole, that first year with, I think, maybe eight races, three and three and five. Um, the next year, no, excuse me, we did three races, and then the following year we did five. Um, <clears throat> so any rate, we uh, kept building from that, and these were actually, in the start, they were on the weekends. And then we went to the weeknight races, and they were on Wednesday nights. Um, some of the over-the-hump guys came down and did them um, because it was Tuesday and Wednesday, but it was pretty back-to-back. Um, but once we moved to uh, Lake Hodges, they're, they're open on Wednesdays, so we, we had to move our races to Thursday night, which gave, you know, if guys were going to do over-the-hump and quick and dirty, they could have a one-day break, which, which worked really good. Um, yeah, guys get strong in that month, man. Mike Cam, yeah. Sean Viola, we had Sean on. They you, hit that circuit, right, Matt? You it's know, like that. It's it's unreal the, the turnaround time they can recover. You know what? It's but it is what's amazing to me. And you know, there's a lot of guys who are like, oh, it's only an hour long race. You know, it's like come out. You know what? You say it's, that, come out. It's you know those guys that are doing the six hour long races, the six hour long rides, races, whatever you want to do it, whatever you want to call it. 
they need to do the hour-long intensity races. Intensity training is the hardest thing to get in training. You know, you could, anybody can, well, not anybody, but you can go out and ride your bike for five, six hours, you know, and eat and ride it at, at a, you know, at your pace. But to drive up that, in you know, that um, intensity is really, really hard, especially for older guys. So I highly encourage intensity training for any cyclist. That, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I, I would say I'm more that guy. I would prefer the hour race, and and I know I need some food. I like to eat, so when I get those longer, those longer rides, I need to feed the feed the machine. So, those hour races, I'll just go on the limit a little bit, and it, it allows me not to have to put that volume in for those endurance races. So mm-hmm. I I do prefer the over the hump, quick and dirty platform. I, I I you know when you get into those two two hour plus events, you need volume and you need a lot of time. Yeah. So, so I do recommend if you're getting into this and you're wondering, you'll need to ride for an hour and a half hard, and you'll you'll at your level and you a couple of days a week or twice a week and then put some base miles in you'll be prepared in your classification for these these yeah. races but matt 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 drilled it you know when they first started you know over the hump it they their their business plan their their formats um i mean i'm sure a lot of people have you know copied it and done something similar in other towns or in other cities you know is what is what's crazy is i don't really hear about it much more i don't hear about it around the country um except for san diego and you know orange county i think the weather probably has little to do with it you think yeah but it's like you know boulder or somewhere it's like i mean they might do it but i don't think they get you know the numbers like over the hump over the hump over the hump gets the gets gets and what's what's your biggest night matt what's the biggest night the community's rallied for for you you know, last year when we started with the with the high school or with the uh, youth and adults, I think we had a little over 700. Um, but that's an unusual night for us. Like we blow up the first night and and we step off just slightly. We've we've kind of broken our curve. Typically, we kind of sag in the middle uh, with a little a uh, little less involvement from racers um, during the kind of the later first six and the early second six. Um, last year we were pretty flat across the board. Uh, but Victor, one of the things you said that I really um, I can resonate with is we copied somebody. I mean, this was not a uh, this was not an out of the box brilliant idea that that uh, John Russell and I had. We just executed an idea that we saw happening up at Prairie City in Sacramento. Um, ironically, when we were uh, back to go back to uh, probably that 2013 year, John and I both found ourselves in Salt Lake City. And um, we went up thinking with our H2 Overdrive guys uh, that were our presenting sponsor at the time. They wanted to put something on uh, in Salt Lake City um, and Park City area. And we went up and were totally unaware. But uh, Midweek MTB is their URL. And they uh, they were already going. So, I mean, it, it's not a unique idea. I think the cool thing about this and one of the reasons uh mike white victor and i have become such good friends and proponents for each other is because end of the day we have um a model that's super 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 labor intensive you've got to be present you can't run a weekly event and and bounce around and do six of them it would be that we tried it in la and it didn't work real well for us to run it um but that now there's uh we've got uh, the guys up Pedal Fest that run at Castaic and Greg and Gina do an amazing job. Uh, and it's a network. I mean, I think the one thing that's kind of cool is Victor and I probably talk about once a month, you know, during the year. And um, we share a presenting sponsor um, in Mazda, and they're awesome and super supportive. And, and without guys like a Mazda, you know, specialized a giant, uh, monster hydro monster muscle monster like we're not able to do what we do i mean it, it's literally a, a, a it's a one and the other it's not one or the other we, we want to be able to do racing without sponsorship it just it wouldn't be something that victor and i could spend time doing Absol- so it makes it absolutely i uh you know i mean to have to have you know those sponsors and not only do they you know help us financially they come out and support our races, which that's more, that's as, as important, you know, I mean, to have Mazda, you know, sending people out to, 
you know, to support our racers with free swag, with, you know, stuff to give back to them. Obviously, yeah, they want to sell cars. Yeah, I mean, who they do, but they're there, try, you know, trying to build a community, you know, amongst us, which which is, I mean. Yeah, a lot, a lot of these companies can write a check, right? Um, and give you a sponsorship, but it's the engagement that's important for me as when as a racer. When I come to OTH as a as a racer, and I see, you know, all the the paddock and grass and all the easy ups lined up and all the activation going and and everything happening, that gives me like the warm and fuzzies, you know. And I have to, you know, you know, from the Pinnacle Nutrition Group side, I think P and G, Matt, we came on with you. I want to come on with Victor. We're tight, and I'm like, let's go. He's like, dude, with my relationship, Hammer. It's, it's not going to happen, but, Mike, please come. Get there first for the sprinter. Get in the parking lot. Please be present. And that's one thing that, you know, he, you guys never just, like, you know, you don't have exclusivity with anyone. You want everyone to, to join in. And, and, and I, I want to touch on one thing. We do have a lot of crossover with my listeners and with from Moto, right? I'm a Moto guy. And any of you Moto promoters listening to this, we have two promoters on here that work together. They try. They work together. They plan their schedule the best they can. They don't run up on top of each other because when they win, the community wins. Yeah. And to grow the mountain bike community, these guys have been very influential in the Southern California market, working with companies, allowing small startups like P&G and, and um, you know, Monster Hydro, a big machine, and, and specialized from the bottom to the top. They're really embracing everyone and from the youth racers. So any moto guys listen out there, don't go for the top hanging fruit. Include the newbies. Get those new racers in there. Don't run up on top of each other. Have a plan. These the, the quick and dirty and over the hump mountain bike race series has something very special. And pedal fest with the, with you know Flanagan's up in Castaic. Everyone's communicating to grow the sport, and it's a proven. It's working. Like I see more racers. We were on a road ride today. And uh, yeah, we, we, saw we, two, saw, we saw like six kids, six you know, kids under 18. Yeah, I mean, just out pedaling out, their bikes, out pedaling their bikes out in the, in La Cresta, fully the, kitted up, you know, just like I mean, and and I want to touch on that too, really quick. You know, going to the nationals last year in uh, Colorado Winter Park, the 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 high school the that that age category, I forgot what it is, 15 to 16 maybe. Yep. There was a great scene, great vibe on you know during that hour or two hour long race and uh that was really cool to see just to see there was more obviously they have the families come so there's more people there but it, the vibe of it was 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 really interesting to see and you know i mean i was very excited to see that because there's youth coming into our sport and that's really what um cycling has has lacked for a long time you know, and, and really that's, you know, it's always been based off of, you know, the, the, the older, the older category guys. So, um, having youth in our sport is, is just, is awesome. Now we just need to be able to go race. Yeah. We need to go racing, but before we, we kind of talk logistics and I want to like, let's educate our, you know, your consumers and the, my fellow racers, what's going to happen next each week where Matt's giving updates, Victor, you're going to give updates. I'm going to put you both on the spot here because I got some DMS from some listeners that love the fact, Matt, that we included all age groups and classes and talked about stories, not just the Victor Sheldons and the Turner Conways. We started talking about Cat 3, Cat 2, and youth. Matt, can you give me a story of someone you've seen come through their the, the infancy and their first race? Is there any 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 over-the-hump racer that you can remember? Like, I remember their first race, and they might have been – a little heavy on a slow bike, and now they're at Cat One. Or can, do you have a rider in mind that you can you've seen grow into this into this kind of specimen, or really their lifestyles changed because of mountain bike racing? Yeah, you know, there's there's a few, um, and and I think the you know there, there's immediately a couple kids that come to mind, and we've already mentioned a few of their names. Um, you know, Brent Franzi up at Fullerton Bikes and Buena Park Bikes has has really done an amazing job there's a there's a friend of mine um and uh ben bennett who he's he's just a phenomenal bike handler he's not as much racing he's more of like a uh he's doing well i guess he is racing downhill and enduro now um just finished at in durango um you got sean bell who i remember um shawnee bell was uh 
part of the Bell family, which is a, a two-wheel legacy family. And uh, he was out there racing as a junior. Um, and killing. And, and as, and doing as really a good. kid, I mean, he was he was a colossal, just charging. He was he was like must have been twenty pounds soaking wet and six feet tall. I mean, he was <laughs> he was like. Uh, but I remember him going to the going uh, got nudged to to um, and crashed at one point and and got up and went and he brought out another national kid. Uh, families that have come out the the Lundell family just more of a more of like a go for it family. Um, I don't know if you remember Victor, but there was a group of uh, sparkly skirt, uh, girls. They would they would come out. And there was about five of them, and they were part of this group called the Sparkly Skirts, Sparkle Skirts, or Team Sparkle. Yeah. And they yep. have these these sequin. Like this is an unpaid ad because they are the coolest girls in the world. But uh, they've gotten into Ragnar. They've done they've done all kinds of things. At least um, Wallace and and uh, Carrie Lindell, and, and there were a couple other of them. And they were so stoked. And their kids, I've got a picture on my wall, actually, of two of their kids who were probably like four and six, jumping up and down with a full bob cut, like back then with sparkle skirts on. And these girls would come out, they'd wear sparkly skirts on the on the course. And then there were actually a couple of times where there were guys wearing sparkle skirts out on the course. <laughs> I mean, oh, geez. so many fun things like and i know that's not a direct i mean i guess no it is, no but. this is like i just like i really want to make sure we talk about we get you know we, we have these amazing friends that, that are elitist but the elitists aren't they're a one percentile right so i want to share these stories and, and you know keep going like like this is cool the sparkly skirts the men i mean that's that's a different strokes for different folks as far as i'm concerned but i mean well, i mean and that's during the past but they can hand ups and i mean we, we had all kinds of things happening out there but I, I actually got an email today um i i had a friend jump on our weekly zoom call that we do on tuesday nights uh for over the hump lately uh in in the quiet storm of uh as we're all silenced from racing it's it's uh it's an interesting window of time so we've gone to to create this really cool little community uh regathering on tuesday nights instead of though that hump happy hour um and, and i know victor's done some things that that we've done seen engagement with uh bench racing and and instagram racing and sharing photos of previous races Vir virtual which uh -huh. i'm not a big fan of i sorry to butt in but i'm just like it's really hard for me to i mean we we do it and we go out and we try to get everyone to ride their bikes but it, for me like when we do prizing and stuff for that and i'm just throwing it out there like it's a lot of work to go through all the tags and all the instagram and then to send the the, the swag bags to the riders it's been i've tried to make it pretty fun to you know put the bags in certain places so people can go and you know find them like a little like a little winch hunt but it's a lot of work <laughs> it's a lot of work um uh, a witch hunt. Yeah, I like it. well, I just I it's underneath this tree around this corner and scavenger you know, hunt, a little scavenger hunt deal. But uh, I I agree with you, Victor. I think the 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 virtual thing is an interesting one. Uh, I just want to go back racing, man. I just it's not what we it's not what we crave. Uh, Mike and I were talking about this originally with uh, the new open of uh, or reopen of motocross recently, and and Mike being out there with his boys and big hugs and. And uh, yeah, it's the community, the moto community is not phased. Yeah, not phased. Not phased. No, we are, we are idiots. See, we are going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we had Josh String on the My Two Wife podcast two weeks ago, and he just won the uh, round, the, the second round after coming back from COVID. They're in Georgia, I believe. It's like the it's it business as usual. Yeah, yeah. Business. So we're as in California. Usual. Things are a little different. We don't need to share our political views or, on right. that. You yeah, can, yeah. but Victor, going back to it, you know, wh who is a racer at the quick and dirty that you've seen or a family that you've seen evolve or either or a couple that you know that you know even a vet. You know, I see Todd Fleming's out there each and every weekend chasing trophies in that Clydesdale class. Yep, um, he's a he's he's uh he's a force to be reckoned with for sure. You know, there's there's been a lot of you know. I'll give you a quick little story that one that has brought tears to my eyes even now. This was probably five or six years ago. Um, I saw a a, a, a mom bring um, four kids to to the mountain bike races, and we were racing in Balboa Park, and she had a car, and I kept seeing her drop kids off, come back, you know, half hour later, hour later, whatever it was, to drop more kids off. So this lady was 
I forgot her name, but she came there, brought her kids to race. She had to shuttle back and forth because they didn't have a bike rack. So that night, we were giving away a bike rack, and she won the bike rack. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. And she literally, like, started, like, crying in front of me. You know, I was like, I, I teared up as well. Like, I, I, I might right now. But it was just, like, giving something to somebody that needed it so bad. That was, like, yeah, this is, I got to do this, you know, so. Yeah, and, and that's the, um, the love of two we are, right? Like, it, it brings in this, in this, you know, we had the COVID thing. Now we're having this, this unfortunate thing. There, it does, there's, Matt, you know, I think you can lead into this with, you know, your side of things. There's no color related to to mountain bike racing, right? Not at all. I mean, I, I think the, you know, I was watching a few of these guys post this week and um, some of my very, very close and dear friends um, that are part of the industry are um, different than me, different skin colors, different, different ethnic backgrounds, um, not just black, not just white, not Asian. Like, and, and I think, that's kind of the fun part about this. I mean, even age, um, you know, I was talking to uh, emailing with John Donaldson earlier, who happened to be one of our first Kawasaki. He was working for, uh, uh, the PR firm that Kawasaki works with back in 2009. And that was our connection with Kawasaki. Uh, they actually happened to be out at the lake pre-riding and testing for a location. And, and John was there, you know, kind of towards, you know, the twilight of his career, I think he told me this week, and I could be a little off, I think he's 78, and he's been racing over the hump since we started. And he comes out with, like, fossil bikes. Uh, he comes out with spandex from kids from, you know, 2006 that he's wearing, and, and he is so awesome and enthusiastic and passionate. And so, like, when you start ripping those barriers down, and you see guys like Malcolm Stewart come out and race. Um, you see Rasan Bahati um, charging. I mean, I don't know if you've ever raced against those guys. In fact, I know you guys have. Um, but they kick ass, and they are the coolest people I know. And if you were to take and, and think about what we have to embrace as people, I think the biggest thing that we have the most positive thing we can do together is to actually live lives that show love to other people. Like there is really truly like a place where we have to embrace and realize that life matters. And, and, and it's not, we, we talked about this a little bit with OSHA last week. I think we'd talk about it with you, Mike, with, with your, version of of celebrity within the audience of even listeners uh with victors and and the people who follow him people who don't know who i am and, and that's probably better for them you know it's the good news is like we are real people in real life circumstances and it's so much better when there's an embrace and a community and a love that we're all doing it together and so like yeah like I, said, I think i, mean, I think the better the, the, the cycling world do it live i mean live is live it gets connected promotes that quite well like it's uh there i don't see any 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 of that going on and you know they i think there's a i think everybody accepts everybody quite well in the cycling world from my from my perspective you know just i see i've seen other you know been around other um events you know and that might might be a little bit more but the cycling community is is so so strong towards so beyond everybody. it so beyond I, I, it. I think they're beyond it i really feel that everyone in cycling, i don't think they look at it they at don't all. even ha- I mean, at all I mean, I, and I, i'm very proud of the the cycling and mountain bike community even though i'm like i'm an enthusiast i don't compete a whole lot on a national level anymore or care to to be honest i love to ride and group rides there's you know stage two cycler is owned by a hispanic family Right, the Legion guys, you know, they're they're um, they're they're black African American, you know, they're great guys. Like, no, we go to Criteriums, they're winning everything, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, in Charlon Smith, you know, um, Reggie Miller is yeah. one of our biggest supporters of you know for the Filthy Fifty, the Dirty Thirty. He actually gives us money to give to the racers for you know purse money, which is you know <laughs> that's. You know, he doesn't have to do that, you know, and he does it because he loves the sport and he wants to see, you know, 
the expert level riders get something back from it, you know, cause it's really hard. I mean, the sport is, doesn't give a lot of funds back to the racers, you know, me winning national championships, you know, USA cycling, um, not to bash on them, but you basically get a little medal, you know, and you spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get there. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, a... it's, it'd be nice to be nice to try to give back more. We're going to we're going to take a quick commercial break and then I want to dive into what what the next the rest of the summer looks like and get you know the over the hump take and quick and dirty take from Matt and Victor and see uh, what what they're trying to accomplish to get back racing so stay tuned and we'll get back right to it. The original and unrivaled new bike in a can SC1 truly restores that factory shine and lives up to the claim. SC1 high gloss coating is specifically formulated to protect and beautify multiple surfaces including plastic, vinyl, rubber, and carbon fiber. Water resistant formulation is safe for use on gloss or matte finishes and makes the cleanup process easier by forming a durable coating that repels mud, dirt, and debris. Can be applied and left untouched or allowed to set up and be buffed to a dry sheen, leaving a long lasting luster. Ride, clean, and SC1 your ride to keep it working and looking its best. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Like you, I'm a big sports enthusiast, and I want my gear to shine like new. That's why it's clean with Simple Green, the concentrated cleaner that's perfect for making your auto, RV, cycling, boating, and other sporting equipment look like new again. Try it today. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. Visit us at simplegreen.com. All right, we're back with the My Two Life podcast with Victor Slasher Sheldon from Quick and Dirty and Matt Wanger from the Over the Hump um, for the Over the Hump weeknight bench racing. Um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the COVID pandemic. We talked about, you know, this unfortunate uh, incident we have with, um, you know, racism in our country. We've we've talked Victor's career. And, and let's talk about what's coming up and and what would we have looking forward to. Um, you guys can Rochambeau who wants to lead off. But what, what's racing look like for you guys? Well, I'll start off because I um, we've already had to postpone our first race, the Sagebrush Safari. Um, which was in uh, March. So we've, you know, we tried. We were gonna, we were gonna go forward with it, and then it, then it basically everything got shut down. Um, but they were gonna allow, you know, events to be, you know, 200 people with social distancing and stuff, and we were gonna comply with all those, with all those rules. Um, so we, we ha we've had to deal with, you know, postponing our first race, and then, you know, as Matt has too we've we've had to postpone all of our you know summer series races that started in may um and we're right now there's a lot of uncertainty and it's really hard to make a call i mean uh, of w you know when we're going to start racing how we're going to start racing um it would be really nice to hear from the the you know from the city or the county or um of how we're going to go forward with racing because racing is going to presume you know, and I, th I think with all this growth in our sport, it's going it, to, you know, we could see some, 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 some growth in racing as well. Um, you know, but we don't know what those circumstances are and when we can actually start. Well, um, I, Victor, I saw you, uh, last week when you, when you guys posted your, uh, your question of, uh, on your, on your Instagram story, uh, Hey, if, if we were to get to racing in a couple of weeks, would you guys be in? And I, I I probably saw it when it was like 70, 70 posts in and or seventy comments in, and it was a vote, and it was uh, man, it it was like man, it went sideways. Uh, yeah, as far as sideways far as the, in a sideways in a good way. Yeah, um, those were our, so, those were definitely was high. That was uh, like our most comments ever in any post and i think between facebook and instagram was over 250 uh, people every one of them was yes there was one no and it was just no it wasn't there wasn't so let me, there wasn't there wasn't like so let me no because you know let me ask you this guys so and i'll educate you know we talked about um the gncc and moto community just going for it right paula has a little bit you have to have a mask if you're around, around people 
and these this is a, you know this is to you listeners this is not prepped this is just me asking questions because i'm intuitive and i'm aggressive i want to do shit i want to yeah, have yeah. fun yeah so we're riding dirt bikes at Cahia. we're high-fiving we're hugging we're going to paula riding dirt bikes elsinore is getting 350 riders a day yeah. right when they're open is the problem because the land you're on is city land and not private or is it the what is the hurdle for you guys the biggest is it is it the locations give me give us for the me land. for me it's city i know matt uses private property but i believe there's still some ordinance within you know the community and the governor and you know uh what you can do and can't that's really interesting to me like why why can't we start back to racing like why can't we do some sort of racing because you know i I think is what the motorcycle tracks is what they have going for them is is they're racing or they're riding you know in a in a obviously a private property and plus they're they're away from everything else for me where our races go right with with walkers with you know with in neighborhoods and I think those people are going to have a problem. Those are the people that are going to be like, why are these people having, you know, putting all these people together? Um, where I'm saying yeah. the moto, the moto scene, they're, they're, you we're know, just, we're just they're all, they're all there and out there. And, you know, they're a little bit away from town. They're not in town and people know what they're doing there. Where you go to our city parks, they, some, some time, what are these yeah. people doing here? You know, so. And Victor, to, to, to insert, yeah, I mean, technically, we we do rent from a, uh, or we co- well, collaborate with a with a concessionaire of Orange County Parks. So, all of our land that we're racing falls under Orange County Parks jurisdiction. Uh, jurisdiction kind of kind of comes and goes depending on where you're going, and and we've seen uh, some of the, the 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 ugly of this season has been that some of these guys, like from uh, from our um, governor to local regional um you know the beaches shut down in some cases some cases uh city it's open counties closed i mean everybody's kind of got a different take on it and they're filtering through their health organizations and everybody else so uh at the moment orange county parks is not issuing um they're not issuing the permits for special events um they are they have open parks and Fishing is open at Irvine Lake, so we've got indicators that things are moving in the assurances of what those time frames are. Because uh, I know, like I received notice probably, you know, two weeks before June started here that racing was not going to be allowed in June. We'd already pushed back to July just as a precautionary measure to make sure that we got as much time between then. I think racers just don't want people in general don't want to be told to wait, to hope, to, to, or even just, I don't want to be told this week we're racing next week and have it postponed another week. I'd rather have something to shoot for personally. This is just my bet. So I think Absolutely. we're all kind of, we're all kind of pushing. Um, the one thing I'd say though, too, uh, and I know Victor would echo this, uh, not to sound like a parrot, but I want to steal as much thunder as I can from him before he gets a chance to say it. Now, <laughs> I think I think our sponsors have been completely and wholly committed to the series the series that we are that we're doing. They, they haven't pulled out. They haven't told us that hey, you better get to racing or else. They haven't, I mean, we haven't seen that. And that's been really, like, I felt that support from the very beginning of these guys. It'll go, it'll go a long ways with, with both of us. I, I mean, I, I will, you know, if, you know, the sponsors that, that you know, would pull out, none of ours have pulled out. Um, some haven't paid, but um, that's that's understandable. But pulling out, you know, it, it would really give you a, you know, it would... It would rub you the wrong way. I mean, I know that that might be kind of weird to say, but is what I'm saying is I'm super positive and super happy with my sponsors, our sponsors, because they've been 100% supportive since day one. You know, Mazda basically came up straight out and was like, how can we help? What can we do? Um, which which is very, you know, which is going to go a long ways. And, uh, you know, Mazda specialized, <clears throat> Shimano, Giant, Haro, Hammer, Squadra, uh, Sierra Nevada. I mean, just some some great sponsors. He's got the sponsor role on 
Yeah, he did. He, he threw it the out there. Pin, the pinnacle you know, nutrition. Spinergy. The pinnacle nutrition. My buddy, a Todd over at yeah, uh, Pedal Industries. I'm going to mute his mic in a second here. <laughs> uh, Fox, Kenda. So, I mean, come on. Let's, let's, not, let's not leave anybody so, out. So let's, let's just, you guys have maximal hammers because I can just mute 100% both you guys. all those guys. So here, Love you guys. Thank re, you. Re, re, Victor, gosh, man, you're not an athlete anymore. You're a race director. You can stop with the sponsor reels. Uh, so. So what, why I ask that question is people just, I think, are wondering, right? And you guys can only have so much information you have to give out. So I want to challenge you. Matt and I talked about it, Victor. Er, and my, I have a good friend I of mine. Love challenges. Yeah, well, Bring let's, let's get – how can we get creative within – we have – you guys are in Orange County. He's in Escondido, a town I'm very fond of where I grew up in. I'm in Marietta now and right down the road – is Elsinore Motorsports Park. They want to hold mountain bike races. I want to challenge you two to get together and figure out in the interim how we can hold a north-south shootout. Like on, on neutral ground? On neutral ground. And see... You know, I, I've had... I mean, bring that up. I've had a couple moto tracks come out, and they'd like to do the same thing. Um, um it's really hard. I mean, mountain biking, like to ride a, a mountain bike on, say, a motorcycle track. No, this it is not it. Is, is there the water truck lane that's smooth? I've looked on the research. <laughs> you guys, he's, I've he's done he's it. one step ahead of us. I'm, oh, I'm, you know what? We've I, think, had, I, think Mike's, I think Mike's lining himself up to be a promoter here, Victor, but I, what I what I like. He's a, hustler. he's a hustler, man. He's I like the hustler. creativity. And it's not I, the first time we've talked about it, Mike. I mean, yeah, Victor we, and I, me, Matt, I just want to let the audience know that these guys are working, but I'm challenging them. That there's places to do it, and they they we can do this, and we can be aggressive. And I don't know the legalities of it. I don't want to speak for the getting them in trouble and whatnot. But I can tell you, when there's 700 people, 750 people going through the gates at the Elson Motor Motorsports Park on a weekend, and they're not open on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and they're ready, hmm. and they're ready, and we need to. I'm calling it out a North South shootout. The Quick and Dirty and OTH come together, and we we just do something. Like, make it happen. I'm, these guys both run a polished program, so they're probably just looking at me. They're looking at me right now. You mother, you you son. Of, but I it's really only think, pretty on the outside. Yeah, I just, I really think <laughs> that we can, this the Elsinore as a whole, that has some elevation, it would hurt, has a Lucas Oil track. And I'm, 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 I'm no part of it. I just want to, I want to see some, some racing. neutral ground and I some racers, some, yeah. I, I think, I think there's something there and I, and I hope next week you guys are. It's private property too, isn't it? Yes. So, I, I wouldn't tee well, it up if it couldn't happen. I, yeah. I wouldn't, it's, it's private property. Dennis. Right now would be the time to do it. I'll tell you if, if, if you got the green light. I have like, the green light and Matt's already said, let's get with Victor and I'm, this is, got him on blast, Matt. He's like, get with Victor. Let's col- let's collaborate. We there's no shame in my game, you know. I'm and, all in, man. I'm and, all in. I was I if was I got, unaware if of I got the sabotage 200... that's happening though, Victor. I was I was not involved in the <laughs> he was, sabotage. He wasn't involved in the sabotage. If we got 249 yeses, then I, I think some people are ready to go racing, man. And I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is a serious situation. It right? is. And we, we, I don't want to discredit it one bit. Like, hey, let's go racing and let's, you know, what everything else is, you know. But we can go racing and we can be, be safe. respectful of what's going on. I mean, we can make this safe. You know, Pedal Industries guy, uh, Todd, was like, hey, man, we'll make masks. There's all kinds of things that we can do. PNG will supply hydration for all ages. That's for sure because I'm framing this up for everyone. <laughs> that that's the deal. <laughs> there will be a lot of flags, and we're inviting everyone. Right, the hammer, Every, the the hammer, hammer tents will be there as well. Hammer so. can come. Monster Hydro can come. Everyone's coming. I want to, I want to make this happen, guys. I am stirring the pot here. Big time! I got an eight I meter. I like it. That's it. what. That's what. Uh, that's, I, I that's what a, we're made. That's what I was on a road here. bike with him, Matt, and I didn't even frame this up on our two-hour road bike ride today. I just kept it quiet because I was like, I know he likes a challenge, and I I really feel that we're gonna have to get Matt get a flight get down from the. the we're all in. I I got a I got a race. <laughs> I have a a, a a an event race uh, organization in a box business it travels it's a trailer <laughs> that i actually just got a new trailer and i'm very proud of this trailer um the guys from bag house actually set it all up for another sponsor plug yeah another sponsor plug absolutely my team sponsor <laughs> love those guys chad 
Chad, well, I mean, we'll have to make sure your team captain will allow you to race Johnny O's and he's a team <laughs> captain. He's make sure you're allowed. No, I, I really think guys like and I'm. I'm I definitely to, have to race because if this if this is a point situation, um, I, we I, have to have as many. You know, I, we have to get. We have to be up there on the podium. Yeah. We have to. We have to. We have. We have to really do. I, and we have. You know, we have. I mean, we have some really fast dudes in our. You know, in in our. In our little town of San Diego, so he's already on. He's already on a training program. I see him putting his notes right here. On his yeah, own. I, I think Victor just broke into a cold, hot sweat. All <laughs> no, he's no the, the guys. I and I and I. No, just, I'm frothing right now. I, I'm a I'm network. Sweat. I'm a networking guy. I I love to to make people uh, happy, and I love to do some cool stuff here and there. And I think. Um, it's gonna. It's go time. We're gonna put these mics down a little bit here, and Victor's gonna go give me his number. And I'm gonna tell him, ask him what his Venmo is, and then, <laughs> and then Matt's gonna give me his Venmo. Put some wagers on here. <laughs> no, and no, we're gonna, we're gonna. I like I said, you, you know, you. I'm ready. Are, I'm ready for a sight check. That's the that's the most important part. And you know, I will I will touch on this. Something that I take, um, to heart is putting together a very nice, fun course. You know, I, 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 you know, with our longer are you, races. Are you saying that, Matt doesn't? No, no, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that I want to go check this course out and yeah. make sure that it's good enough for my racers to come do it. Well, I will hold a race, guys. <laughs> I will hold my own race, and and I don't have a race in a box, but I can get, I can get a race out of a big trailer. So, no, I, I'm not a promoter. I'm, I'm being, being a smart ass here. But really, I just, I, I've been working on this selfishly. I've, I've told Matt a few times, bounce it off, and Victor. <laughs> there's there's the Lucas Oil track. It's it's hard as concrete, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's got elevation in there. The the motocross track has some elevation, and there's a water truck lane all around the whole thing. <laughs> I've done the legwork. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna connect these folks. I wanna I hope we can blast this podcast out to get some some info and get some energy because I want to let these people know that race your series is that you're working and I know you're working and I know they know you're working. But I, I, I want them to know that you're not just sitting back and just letting this blow over, you know. Yeah, so just to touch on that, as far as working goes, I've been to four different site locations to private property to to try and, you know, have a course and, and put on races if, you know, if, if, if it comes to that, you know. Um, so, I mean, yes, we are working daily to try and, you know, survive this you know i mean yep. we, ha we haven't put on a race since december that's a long time to uh you know to to be able to you know sustain yourself survive you know this this uh scamdemic um well, and, say and, <laughs> <laughs> and and as as victor said i mean like you know there's uh, you talked victor earlier about being out of work uh when you originally kind of were looking to start um and I think that's kind of a, a, a common thread of where a lot of passion work comes out of is when, when there's things that aren't quite as we predicted. Um, and so here we are uh, sitting again in a, in a transformational time, looking at opportunities and looking at challenges. And uh, there are times that I want to pull the sheets over my head uh, just to be, to be completely transparent. I think, you know, I, I want to, I want to hide, when things are frustrating at times. Uh, but the reality is like, yeah, we're out of work promoters working on a, on a race to promote that's coming up. But the good news is I think that the season of this is going to foster so much creative collaborative. Um, but you know, it's no surprise people are all pent up, ready to crush each other and, and respond in a horrible way. Uh, after having been pent up, having, job loss having uh a political bombs thrown everywhere it's just a it's a dirty place and i think cycling the endorphins that cycling creates is such a healthy place to be i went out and rode on sunday with some friends on a on a single track rocky just beautiful hike a bike river run beside us here in bozeman and man it was so invigorating and so rewarding and so healthy got my brain back 
where I was letting it get sucked by the aliens, and I feel like I'm back in track, man. And so you're looking uh, fast. Matt's got a fresh shaved head. He's looking. He's looking fast on on the, on the FaceTime here. And my looking cheeks hurt after you threw us under the bus and kind of called us out here. I've been <laughs> smiling for like 45 minutes. And I'm like, so yeah. No, uh, honestly, guys, this has been. I, I'm this podcast is gonna be hard to top because i think this could be the start of something special you guys have never been enemies i want to make that clear I, this wasn't a pigeonhole podcast these have worked together to grow the southern california mountain bike scene that i'm very proud to be a part of yeah i'm gonna be part of it for a long time um and gosh you know i think they need to get to work we're, we're almost you know past your listening capacity if, if you want to hear more please dm me or victor or matt um, give them a follow at Quick and Dirty at OTH Race Series on Instagram. Um, make sure you're supporting them, supporting the sponsors that support them. This podcast would not be possible without the Pinnacle Nutrition Group for giving me the time to host this this uh, little podcast that I like to call My Two Life. So, if you guys have anything to add to that, you know you can list your sponsors victor again <laughs> and matt as well and uh you know. hey, yeah i will i will add something you know um when you brought that up like as far as my racing and everything like when i prepare for a quick and dirty race i prepare it like i'm going to race back when i raced i don't know if oh, that so makes, you're, you're, as a promoter you as a promoter i mean i mean i'm a promoter yes but i'm a i'm really at, at heart i'm a racer but when you you're saying when you lay the track the course when i out. lay the course out and i'm going to the races and i'm going through my checklist and it's like it's like i'm preparing to go to a race even though i'm not racing but that's how i go about it so you know i'm trying to promote my sponsors our sponsors try and give everybody the best time they can you know in a well-organized um good time you know, a good course. So um, that's that's what I want to kind of end with is is I there's a lot of preparation that goes on that nobody sees. I know I know I I know what you go through, Matt. I know kind of what you go through in a, in you know in a sense. Um, but as far as going through a race, there is so much stuff behind the scenes that so many of the racers don't see. You know, and they don't. You know, maybe they don't. It's not it's not their duty to understand it but you know i'm just i'm trying to i guess give no, it, give I, us I, I, a little I, I, bone I, I, there there's, no, there's a lot of work that goes I, into these I'm a, things i've been a racer at both your events for over a decade right and i can tell you straight up now as a businessman promoting at these events these guys work their asses off they're there you know it's it doesn't start that morning it starts as soon as that that first round's done the second round starts that that next that that minute and they always are making it better if round one's at a level nine round two is 9.2 they always are making the rounds better from over and they're the always different as matt knows like after doing it for i mean we're, we're at seven years now seven or eight years and it's like you think you got it, and bam! As soon as you think you got it, like everything's gonna go as clockwork. It's like this happens. You're like, oh my god, I never saw that coming. Oh man, okay, you know, put that on the check. Well, besides, and besides being down there in Elsinore when we when we get together with our uh, a Mazda collab that we're gonna be doing here shortly, um, Victor, here's the deal. Like I, I cut, I just dropped below this morning for the first time. I dropped below 200 pounds. I think I. I by July 4th, my goal is to be below 190. I haven't been in race shape for four years. Are you racing? Uh, you gonna, are we going to race against each other? So what, what I'm you saying? No, what I'm are you going to make me put on 40 no. pounds or 50 pounds? No, what I'm, oh, dude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, you would have to put on 90 pounds just to catch me. But um, what I'm saying is I will be down racing quick and dirty one time this year at the very least. Within the fat You've said that for years. You've said that for years. I were hearing it. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I've I'm just, gone public. Not, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just letting you <laughs> up. Um, so yeah, guys. As as you can tell, th- these boys are passionate about their racing. They're passionate about their community in North County. Absolutely. And in Orange County, they uh, they're riders themselves. They are great guys. They're family men. I mean. I can't say enough about them. Um, this 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 has been a lot of fun, but I think uh, I got to get back to the keyboard and try to sell some gels and hydration. And these guys got to get to work figuring out how Elsinore is going to work for us <laughs> to have a north south north south shootout. But uh, on that note, thanks for tuning in the my two my two life OTH podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group, and uh, 
we're out of here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Have a keep plugging away, man. We'll uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be racing soon. I, I'm dying. We'll to be race. racing I, soon. I am dying to race. I'm telling. I'm <laughs> telling Victor's you. gonna die. I'm turning the recorder off now. Audio. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>